Anybody can bill. Billing is the easiest thing in the world, but it's how you get that money. It's called AR. That's when you get the money and follow up after you bill. Solid, Solid. sustaining, and successful. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast with your host, Kyle Meads, speech and language pathologist. Listen, learn, and prosper as we share our experience and knowledge so that you can improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Well, hello, everyone. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. This is episode number 24. My name is Kyle Meads, and I'm a speech pathologist since 1993. And these podcasts are designed to help you improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today's Tuesday morning. It's March the 21st, 2017. As of today, we have over 11,866 listeners to the show, and it's just really nice to have you guys on board. And if you're new to the show, welcome, and thanks again for all the questions and comments. Keep them coming in, and I really appreciate it. Right now, when you're looking at the demographics of the show uh, let's say from the world view, you have the United States listening, you've got the UK and Australia, you've got Canada, India, Japan, Singapore, Israel, and the Philippines. Now, when you break down the United States, some of the top states that are listening in is California, Texas, Arizona, New York, and Florida. Then we've got Pennsylvania, Illinois, Georgia, and Massachusetts. So it's just really cool to have you guys listening. And again, if you're new, welcome to the show. And as always, if you need some questions answered about your private practice, or if there's something you just want to talk to me about, go to privateslp.com forward slash contact, and there is a link to send an email to me. Also, at the bottom of the page, there is a little speak pipe application where you can send a voice message directly to me. Nobody else will hear that. And right now it's set up where it'll come right to my inbox. So if you want to ask a lengthy question and you just don't want to type that out because I hate emails, I hate typing. Uh, A lot of times I just like to speak and let things get transcribed. So if that's something you would like to do, just go to the bottom of that contact me page there. There's a speak pipe application and you just hit start recording and you just say what you want to say or ask me your question and I'll take that question. I'll answer it for you. So also too, you know, I wanted to remind you guys, this is a really neat thing where you can ask questions and get the feedback that you're looking for when it comes to starting a private practice. Because when I was starting out my own business, there wasn't much out there. I mean, we had some PDF files. We had a few things on the internet, you know, about speech therapy, private practice, but it was very rare. I mean, there were a lot of things like on chiropractics and physical therapy, a couple things on occupational therapy. There are a few uh, older books out there on private practice for speech pathologists and things like that. But, you know, if I would have had the ability to work with another speech pathologist hand in hand, I would have paid a lot of money to do that. I mean, I would have gotten on a plane and traveled just to see how a clinic runs, how the billing aspect, I mean, that's the most important thing, how the billing aspect works, uh, how you bill it, how you collect it, how do you get all of that money so you can afford to Uh, stay in business. I learned the hard way. I had to make some mistakes along the way. I lost multiple thousands of dollars uh, doing it my way. And 
And the first time I did this, I mean, it was really hard. It's not like, you know, you open up your own private practice and all of a sudden you just have this big pot full of money. No, for me, I had to make mistakes. I had to bill. I had to see people. And sometimes I just didn't get paid. I had to eat it. And it didn't taste so good at that time. And I remember, like, how am I ever going to get this done? How am I going to crack this code? How can I survive on my own? So, you know, with that said, I do have one space available for the perfect student. Now, that is where you can come out to Tucson and you can work with me hand in hand, and I will work with you and I will show you how to set up a private practice, how to grow it, how to scale it, whatever you need to know. I will show you all the billing secrets, all the things that we do in our clinic to get paid. Anybody can bill. Billing is the easiest thing in the world, but it's how you get that money. It's called AR. That's when you get the money and follow up after you bill. Again, anybody can bill, but it's the follow up that makes the money. So we'll teach you AR. We will teach you how to schedule it, how to collect it, how to increase your referrals, all the forms, all the systems that we have in our clinic. I'll show you how to do that. Now, in order to do that, it's a lot of information. Part of that perfect student is where you come into Tucson and you fly out. We meet. I'll show you the clinic introduce you to the staff, the billing, the referral clerks, all that. You get to meet everybody and we'll work hand in hand. But also that includes weekly Skype calls. You'll have direct access to me, my personal cell phone. So it's like having a team member to help you grow and scale your own private practice. So if that's something you're interested in, and again, I would have paid a lot of money starting out for that. It's not going to cost a ton of money, but it does cost because this is not free. The podcast is free and podcast is something that will get you motivated and get inspired so you can make those decisions and grow and start that private practice. But this is not free. This is working with me one-on-one. There is a cost, but if that's something that interests you, just please go to privateslp.com forward slash coaching, privateslp.com forward slash coaching. And once you click on that, you'll see there's a speech therapy, private practice coaching section. And to be considered for the private practice coaching, I need you to answer some questions, enter your email, give me your phone number. And again, nobody's going to see this. This goes directly to me. This even bypasses my assistant. She's not going to see this. This goes to my inbox. And there's a series of questions there. And I need you to answer those questions for me you know, as honestly as you can. So it will help me help you better. And that way we can all make a good decision to see if this is a good fit. So if that's something you'd like to do, go ahead to privateslp.com forward slash coaching. And so, hey, today I wanted to talk a little bit about cash flow, which is a very important aspect of the business. But before I do start, I wanted to tell you something. I just got back from Australia. I'm still kind of suffering from jet lag. For those of you who do listen to the podcast regularly, you'll know that I go to Australia on a yearly basis. I have a group of people that I meet there every year. I am a member of a closed internet community in Australia, and it's just a group of like-minded people. You know, we talk about internet marketing 
and just all kinds of neat stuff. But I went to Australia. I arrived on a Tuesday and then I left this past Sunday and got home on a Sunday. It's a 15 hour trip from Tucson to LA, LA to Australia and then back. It's uh, it's crazy. I used to live in New Zealand for about four or five years, and I was a speech pathologist there, and I worked in one of the hospital systems there in the Northland District Health Board. So I'm kind of used to the plane ride, but the older I get, I'm just realizing that I can't handle that jet lag like I used to. But it was a great trip, you know. It was fun, and I got to see all these guys and gals that I see on the closed forum. And it's just, you know, you go for the content, but you stay for the community. And that's what I really enjoyed about it. But I'm noticing as I'm getting older, you know, my hearing is not as good as it used to be. My vision is definitely not as good as it used to be. So I'm sitting there and uh, I had to get an Uber to go a couple places. And well, in Australia, they say Uber, but I went to get an Uber and I wanted to tip the driver and I was excited and I got this $50 bill and I needed to uh, change it. So I ran out of the Uber and I'm going into the hotel and there are these two big glass doors you know the first one opens up kind of like star trek right and then you go through the next door and it opens up like star trek and you're in the hotel lobby you take a right and you can get some change there at the bar and i was a little bit too excited you know i guess i went through the first door and didn't go through the second door i took a quick right and man i walked right into a pane of glass and man, I busted my head and the lady at the bar there, she says, sir, you're bleeding. And I'm like, oh my goodness. It was really embarrassing. There's nothing worse than walking into a glass wall. I mean, it was a beautiful glass wall. I mean, I couldn't see it. And I, boom, I walked right into it, ended up in the manly emergency room. And it was great. It was a wonderful experience. I mean, if you want to have stitches, that's the place to go, Manly Hospital. The lady who checked me in, she was just absolutely lovely. She was the nicest lady in the world. I think she was from England. And she said, oh, I've got friends from New Orleans and, you know, all this good stuff. And Guess how much the emergency room bill was? You know, no insurance, no overseas insurance. I mean, just take a guess. Nope, nope, nope. It's not twenty five hundred. It's not two thousand dollars. It wasn't even fifteen hundred. It wasn't even seven hundred ninety nine bucks. It was a hundred and thirty five Australian dollars. Which, yeah, that's cheap. So forty five minutes, I was out of there. I got stitched up, and I've got this nice big bandage on my forehead, and yeah, I'm good to go. I've got to go on television next week for our local segment of the Morning Blend here in Tucson. So I'm gonna have to do a little bit of work to cover that up, but. You know, it's life. You know, life is life, right? So, yeah, I just wanted you to know about that. That was interesting. But let's talk about cash flow today. Cash flow. What is cash flow? That's the amount of money you need in your bank to survive. Basically, cash flow is the money moving in and out of your business. And what's left over after your expenses is what they call a profit. But let's say your expenses exceed your monthly reimbursements. That's a loss. And if the business can't meet the needs of your monthly expenses, then your private practice, you'll have to use reserves to cover those expenses. So if you've got some cash in hand, you can use that. But if you don't have cash in hand, you've got to borrow the money from the bank. So really, are you working for yourself or are you working for the bank if you're borrowing the money? So that's the big question. But cash flow is so very important. And what may a business cash flow positive. Well, you know, I've got apartments too. I've got six apartments here in Tucson. I used to have a couple of duplexes right there by Tulane University.
nursing in New Orleans when I lived there before Hurricane Katrina. And, you know, I was so lucky, so blessed to have cash flow positive properties. Now, to break it down, let's just keep it real simple. I was living upstairs. I was renting the downstairs. The monthly mortgage was 1200 bucks at that time. This was uh, in 2000, which was a really good mortgage. I was living upstairs for free and renting downstairs for 1600 bucks. My note was 1200 so that's a profit every month. So I was living for free and making a little something-something, right? So then I was able to buy a second apartment, a second duplex, and then I was renting those two plus the bottom, and then I was cash flow positive there. So it's great until Hurricane Katrina happens, right? And then you're like, what do I do now? Well, I was lucky. I had 10000 bucks saved up. So after the storm, I was able to hire a contractor to come out. I didn't have to worry about insurance. I didn't have to file a claim with, you know, traveler's insurance and all this stuff. Everybody had blue roofs tarped over their homes. But the day after, I was able to get back into the city a little bit earlier than other people because I had connections, right? It's a Southern thing. I had connections with the Army, and they were able to get me in. But anyway, everybody's got these blue roofs, these tarps over their roof to keep, you know, water from getting in their roof and into their home. And I was able to call one of my contractors. I said, hey, can you get me two roofs on my house? He said, yeah, I can do that. I said, "Um, I got cash. How much? And he says, for you? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. I was able to get two roofs on my house for eight grand. So it's $4,000 roof. That was cheap. But the real reason was I had cash in the bank. I could just reach in the bank, write a check, paid the guy. And before you know it, in two days, I had two roofs and I didn't have to worry about it. I didn't have to go haggle with the insurance companies, you know, wait for a check so I could pay the contractor. Nope. I did all that later. So the moral of the story is you've got to have cash in the bank to operate. And because when you come across a deal, you're going to get a significant discount. You can purchase what you need to purchase at a discount because you've got the cash to do it. It's the same with a business. It's the same with your speech therapy, private practice. You want to have cash in the bank. So that means when you get paid from insurance companies, when you get paid from your contracts that you serve, you want to make sure you hold on to that money and don't spend it because you're going to need that money to use on employees. You're going to need that money to pay your taxes. Again, if you listen to the other podcast, you know, at the end of the, especially the one about taxes, you know, at the end of the year, you get these 1099s from these insurance companies when they pay you out, they keep track of all that. And at the end of the year, they send you a little form and it's your job to take that form and give it to your CPA or file it with your taxes. Cause when the government comes knocking, they want their money and you're going to have to have cash on hand or you can borrow it. But then again, who you're working for yourself or the bank. And don't forget when it comes to cash flow, how are you going to increase it? Now you can go out and knock on doors and talk to doctor's offices and have contracts, but you want to be careful. Like I was saying in episode 23, if you bring an employee on, there's a cost for that. You know, there's a payroll cost, there's insurance costs like professional and general liability. And then the time it takes to get reimbursed from the third party. And when we talk about third party payers, we're talking about private insurances like Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Aetna, Humana, things like that. But it takes a while. It's not like you see the kid today and you get paid tomorrow. You might not see that money for 60, 90, 120 days out. Again, AR, that's why that's important. You want to make sure you get paid. So you can increase your cash flow to get the money in to survive. But again, just because you hire a bunch of employees doesn't mean you're going to make that much more money. You just have that much more expenses. That is guaranteed. So you want to be 
again, very careful and increase your cash flow, increase your growth slowly. The first CPA I talked to years ago, she said, you want to grow your business about 10 to 15 to 20% every year. That way you can manage it. Again, you want to be very careful. It's like a chess game. So when I hear about people who want to rush into private practice and they want to quit their job, they want to leave their job without having cash reserves, you want to be very, very cautious. Again, it's like a chess game. Don't go out and quit your job and you think when you're just going to hang that shingle up that says speech therapy, private practice, people are just going to roll in. And even if they do, how are you going to get paid? You want to make sure you got all your bases covered. Now, if you're taking insurances, you want to make sure you get credentialed. You want to have your billing in place. You want to have your referrals in place before you even get started. Also, too, remember I was telling you about New Orleans and having apartments and rentals and being cash flow positive? Again, everything is great until something happens like a natural disaster, right? I mean, life is good until a hurricane wipes your city out and it floods. I mean, then you have no job. I didn't have my job. I mean, I remember the place that I was working at. They took the money back. They paid me via direct deposit. They credited my account. And then for some reason, I can't really remember, they took it back. And here I am thinking, you know, what's that about? I got to have this money to survive. I got a family to feed, you know, and here I am. That's a long story, but the reason I'm telling you this is because government regulations can change just like, you know, a hurricane or a natural disaster can affect the area that you're living in. What about when government regulations change? Look at the changes in Medicaid rates back in 2016 in Texas. Talk to those providers and see how they did when the bottom fell out, when their reimbursement rates dropped, you know, 50%. So what do you do when that happens? When government regulations change, you have immediate rate reductions. I mean, how does that affect your business? So again, you want to run lean. You want to be frugal. You want to save. You want to work for yourself and not the bank. And cash flow is the way to do that. You want to have a good positive cash flow in your business. So I hope this has been a good episode trying to, you know, bring it in from many areas and kind of give you examples about cash flow, get your brain thinking. But if you have other questions about cash flow, all you have to do is go to privateslp.com forward slash contact. You can reach me there or you can just simply leave a comment below on my website there. Each podcast has its own post. And at the bottom of the post, there's a place for comments. Go ahead and leave a comment. Again, my assistant, she doesn't read those either. Those come straight to me. So I'll be more than happy to answer that too. Also, if you're finding these podcasts valuable, please go to iTunes and rate us a five star so other people can find this information easier and get that same value. And again, value is what you get in the absence of money. So these podcasts are free for you. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And as always, if you have any questions about speech therapy, private practice, reach out to me. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. For more information on Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup or to stay connected with Kyle, please visit privateslp.com.